when I was a, a kid, my dad used to tell me about like these people who lived in the hills of, of New Jersey. So there's like this area called the Ramapo Mountains nice. in New Jersey. Okay. And uh, there were supposedly these these people who lived there who were descended of Hessian soldiers, uh, which are like, I don't know how, do you guys learn much about like the American Revolution there? I feel like that would be like a footnote. Fuck all. I, yeah, I figured probably not. Hessian soldiers were basically Germans who fought on the side of Britain during the American Revolution. Uh, and this is what in um, in the Tim Burton version of Sleepy Hollow. That was my immediate connection. They described him as the Hessian. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. that's what that refers to. Um, so supposedly what my dad told me about these people were that they were descended of Hessian soldiers who had like deserted the revolution and like fucked off to live in the hills of New Jersey, mm. I guess, because there is a lot of revolutionary war stuff in this general vicinity. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just wanted to be left alone up there. Uh, but they, I guess, became increasingly violent about being left alone. Mm. Um, and so... It was kind of this unspoken thing with people surrounding it and with the police and, you know, whatnot, that you just kind of left the people living up in the Ramapo Mountains alone. They didn't want anything to do with us. We Fine. didn't want anything to do with them. Mm. They go live up there. According to my dad, he said that, you know, every now and again, they'd get some sort of like gung ho uh, new police chief who would be like, I'm going to rein in those lawless people in the mountains. Time's and- up. Yep, and then would send someone up, some poor patrolman up into the mountains who inevitably would never return again. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, one of the stories my father told me, just, just like really, really terrible thing to tell a kid, uh, but was that once a police officer was sent up there, you know, by an overzealous police chief to try to rein them in, uh, and a few days later, his body was found sort of strung up uh, and gutted on like some form oh, of post yeah. Yeah, as a warning yep. to people uh, to say, you know, hey, don't don't screw with us. Yeah. Um, now, these people, you know, as I got older, I was like, I want to know, like, was this just like a thing that my my dad made up to scare me? Or like, mm. I don't know, maybe that his dad told him to scare him. Like, what, where did this sort of come from? So I had looked up who, you know, I was like, Mawa, New Jersey, like, kill people or <laughs> you know like murdered cop like any number of, of things like this and there are a group of people who live in the Ramapo Mountains here um who uh have all kinds of folklore about them so I guess a literary magazine called Appleton's Journal in 1872 described the people living up there as fugitive slaves who buried themselves deep in the gorges of the mountain and reared reared children wild and more savage than themselves fantastic Uh, and then uh Weird New Jersey which is like a publication in New Jersey uh, Mm. that's pretty famous and they've actually put out like books of things from other states and whatnot as well so you can get like weird california weird indiana things like that uh they describe the origins of this group of people thusly allegedly comprised of a mongrel hybrid of renegade indians escaped slaves hessian mercenary deserters and west indian prostitutes imported to new york city for british soldiers during the revolution and these people have come to be known as the jackson whites uh and jackson oh go ahead 
I know about the Jackson Whites. You do not. Fucking Shut yes, up. I do. And after you, where after you... you're done, I'll tell you from where. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Yes. Okay. Fine. Uh, but the Jackson Whites is essentially a slur, so I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, what they call themselves are the Ramapo Indians, Fair and uh, as you might have guessed by now, or might know from wherever you know them from. Uh, before this, being America, uh, the nasty rumors about them is actually good old-fashioned racism and classism. What else? Yeah, imagine that. There uh, was never any police officer strung up and eviscerated on a post. <sighs> All of this kind of stuff never happened. Um, the Ramapos are basically like, uh, stories people have made up about us make absolutely no sense. Like, mm. okay. We're descended of prostitutes. Why would sex workers walk 30 miles outside of New York City, away from people, to to a place that's sparsely populated and full of impoverished folk? Mm. Doesn't super make sense right there. Um, (laughs) And the runaway slave thing, the, the Ramapos point out that, like, when white people look at this, they just immediately think black these people would be descended of black people and they're like no the indians were enslaved too the british people took uh or the colonists took indians as Mm. slaves as well so when we're talking Mm. about runaway slaves we're not talking about black people here we're talking about native americans who were taken as slaves as the time as well yeah uh and this hessian soldier thing and whatnot basically they're kind of looking at the sort of like dutch-ish last names that people have there like de groot and whatnot Yeah, yeah uh and they're like yeah so clearly they were mixed with someone as opposed to what happens with slavery uh you end up with the last name of the master mm. so these people are actually native americans that have been uh you know denied their ethnicity and our uh bureau of indian affairs the bia doesn't recognize them as a tribe or anything like that they're, but um, they're, they're the sh- still out there yes they still exist they're still out there and shows that there's you know only i mean i think there's like maybe a thousand of them total mm. Um, but still, like, shows and movies have been made about them, like the movie Out of the Furnace, um, which they actually, uh, a group of Ramapos sued Relativity, Relativity Media over their depiction in um, Out of the Furnace, which Relativity Media said the film is not based on one person or group and is entirely fictional. Hmm. Uh, but nine members of the group, eight of whom have the surname De Grote, which was the same as the lead character... <laughs> Uh, pointed out that it was about a bunch of inbreds living in the Ramapo Mountains who are lawless, drug-addicted, impoverished, and violent. Seems a little... Yeah, it's a weird coincidence there. Relativity (laughs) Very weird coincidence. Also, there was a Ford plant in the Ramapo Mountains that caused toxicity in the water and soil that led to illnesses and birth defects among the Ramapo people. Now, when the media got a hold of this narrative, what do you suppose they um, blamed these birth defects on, do you think? I'm going to say inbreeding. Inbreeding. Did I get it right? Absolutely. So uh, it wasn't that big corporations were taking advantage of these people and poisoning them, but Mm. in fact uh, that they had inbred themselves into these monsters. Yeah, yeah. The soil... Contamination also led to squirrels in the area being contaminated, and squirrels are a major food source for the Ramapos. Oh, so, of no. course, 
people like David Letterman picked it up and turned it into a big Hicks eating squirrels joke again instead of a story about a group of people being poisoned by a corporation. So <laughs> I grew up on this, you know, story of these like mercenary people who were like murdering folks in crazy ways coming up into the hills and whatnot. And the Propagated thing I've learned now, Mark By your dad. By my dad, you know, who was, you know, my dad was a, maybe this is why this doesn't come from my mother, the black woman from yeah, New Jersey. Yeah, 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 sure, My sure, dad, sure. who was a white guy from New Jersey, yep. had learned, you know, all of these kinds of, of stories that now I'm like, oh, ah, oh, dad, you were, you were passing down a racism. It's <laughs> what you were doing. Yep. Oh, but uh, yeah, nobody has been eviscerated by the Ramapo people. Uh, as an aside, um, I... Please absolutely love how well, put it like this right this weekend i've i've spent some time wandering in the mountains uh, in the mm. in the border between wales and england right herefordshire just a huge beautiful fucking achingly gorgeous landscape mm. um and yet nowhere near big or remote enough to fucking shelter a, a fucking people. <laughs> yeah, a whole community of an people. An entire community of people from civilization. Totally. it. I yeah. love and am simultaneously awed and yeah. bewildered by the fucking scale of a country that is still yeah. in 2021 vast enough in parts to completely house and shelter a community away from, you know, the, the, the surrounding civilization by their own choice. Yeah, that is wild. In fact, there was something... The other day um, that happened in the UK and I, for whatever reason, was looking up sort of like the scale yeah, yeah. of like England specifically yeah. to like America yeah. and just thinking about like how small that space is Minute. compared to, yeah. you know, and I was looking at population too because I figured out the entire population of England is like the, the population of like California and New York. Yeah. So two states is... Yeah. An entire country. Uh, so it is really crazy. I mean, this isn't that far from here. The Ramapo Mountains, this is like 15, 20 miles from where I am. Bergen mm. County is the next county over. Um, and it's, yeah, there's just this. And this, the space they take up spans New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. So there's just like this stretch mm. of wilderness full of these people that really don't, like by choice, they don't interact with the rest of us and you can see why i mean people are terrible about them there was a, an incident a few years ago uh, where one of them was killed by cops yeah and it was like at first people were very sympathetic because they just saw it as like cops killed a person over riding their atv mm. and then as soon as it was revealed that it was one of the uh ramapos like the conversation eh. completely turned and everyone was just like oh god thank goodness we're getting rid of those inbred yeah, assholes yeah, 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 yeah. who give atvs a bad name and yada 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 and it's it's bonkers mm. so yeah that's a little bit of local jersey thank you lore. but how do you know about the jackson lights uh so there's a british metal band called the wild hearts right okay uh who've been around fucking hell man the wild hearts are one of those bands uh, uh, who came out of the 90s and have just fucking stuck around, right? Uh, through various guises, various incarnations. And one of their recent albums called Chutzpah from like maybe five, six years ago has a track on it called The Jackson Whites. Uh, and the chorus goes, I want to be alone just like the, the Jackson Whites. Um, and... <laughs> 
Okay, I'm only going to give partial credit for knowing what I was talking about. And, and, that is... uh, yeah, but I, I then went on to have a bit of a tippity-tap and oh, have a look okay. and, and, and look them up. What does um, that mean? Yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and for what it's worth, the song's fucking brilliant. Uh, and oh, well, I sh- but it's I shall... also kind of like calling a... To those people, it's like calling uh, yeah. your song the N-word. But, yes. you know. I doubt they've heard it, if that helps. It's <laughs> a really good point. So, hey, I tip my hat and my drink mm. to the Ramapos. Fight on. Yep. Fight on. Yep. You're fine by us, lads. Let me quote directly from my notes, if I may. Yes, please do. Fucking look at these nerds. Oh, mise-en-scene. Anyone has ever said me well said in such a horny way before. The way I whispered the word sex cannibal recently. Worst comes to worst, Mark. I'm willing to guillotine you for science. Thank you. That's really, really sweet. It's you cold know. outside, but my pancreas is talking to me. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm gonna leg it. You know how I feel about that, Mark. I think you feel great about it. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Uh, wherever on the globe you're listening and whatever your circumstances are, whatever you're doing, we're just deeply, deeply honoured and pleased and delighted to have you with us for one more fucking week. Uh, thanks for coming back. Update. Oh, here's the big fucking news, right? Of the week. <laughs> so uh, last week, in amongst all of the other topics that we talked about, I chatted about uh, just a fucking, it might even have been a memory of a memory. You know, a recollection of a half forgotten dream. You know, when you wake up and you're like, did that fucking happen? I talked about the video man, right? So back before <laughs> streaming was a thing, when in 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 my town, actually, this was probably predates Blockbuster. Um, when the video shop was, you know, like a corner of a newsagent's and it was, you know, like a rotating carousel of videos you could pour through. But we also had the video man, right? This fucking lad, this guy, always invariably a guy, right? Who would drive around, park up at your estate, open his boot, and oh my goodness, it's all the videos. Come along and rent a fucking flick and I'll pick it up for you next week. <laughs> and, I mean, you didn't doubt me as such. No, 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 no. I, I wasn't questioning that this happened. Mm. Uh, maybe the legitimacy and widespreadness of yes. this happening. I think me and Dan were both, yeah. uh, you know, curious because we have not encountered a thing like this. Right, and that led me to doubt myself. I mean, my 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 brother always we gaslit you is what happened. That's exactly what you did. You have was was there a video man? Um, <laughs> so Alan chimes in and backs me up. Yes, there was a video man. One of my friends, Joe, on Twitter pipes up. Yeah, we had a video man. Um, Joe in particular got his pirate copy of Batman eighty nine from the video man. Now, more on that in a bit. And this led me to think, well, fuck, if they had a video man and I had a video man, who else had a video man? So I went out to my... uh... And further, if you recall, people had pointed out like, oh, and also he sold other things. Which then I asked you, I was like, so did the video man guys all sell other shit? And if so, what was it? So here, here, this is why I had to know. I had to know. Was it just a local thing in the Welsh Valleys? Was it widespread? Right. Did other video men exist? Did they also have, you know, contraband that they would pedal out of their fucking, like the child catcher out the back of their fucking converted motors? <laughs> uh, so I put the question out on Facebook and my God. Oh, oh man. man. The response. The response. Facebook lit up, right? The fucking heat map of video man sightings across the uk just ah, 
just did lit you up. make a map? I was kind of hoping you'd make a map. No, I didn't. I it occurred to me, right? But if I <laughs> if if I had very if I had loads of time on my hands, I would have made a map, right? But there were loads. Uh, Mal from my neck of the woods down South Wales had Vern in the video. Um, Vern in the video. Um, uh, Camilla, yes, guy in a red van. Kelly, Terry's tuck shop in Port Talbot sold everything from a van. Um, uh, in Kent, down in South, we had a video man in Kent. Thanks, Anna Shearer. Uh, James Eels, yes, the guy would come in a milk float with the sides open, and you could What's see a, all of it. Oh, a milk, milk float. float? A milk float. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the milkman, milkman, yeah, guy who delivers your milk. I mean, I guess that was a thing in like the 50s. So I do know that. Like, Still around existed. over here in parts. Not so much now that everybody okay. goes to supermarkets. But the, a milk float is an electric powered vehicle on uh-huh. which the milkman would do his rounds. Electric powered so as to be silent. So as not to wake up your clientele when oh. you're driving around the estates at fucking four in the morning oh. or whatever. Um, I wonder if that's what they were like here too. So yeah, more, more, more. Sam Crooks never heard of the milkman. Um, <laughs> now we also got, uh, uh, old, uh, old friend of mine, Matthew Spur, whose dad was actually the fucking video man, yes. which is fantastic. Oh, I love that. A guy called Martin Pritchard, guy I knew in university who's since gone on to become a priest. Huh. Um, wow. I worked for a video man for a few years back end of the eighties into the nineties. He would send me around rough council estates in Manchester, five pounds for five videos for the week. Fucking brilliant. Um, tell me again for, um, because I've already forgotten, and for other American listeners, what's a council estate? Right, so a council estate. Um, a large group of streets of pretty uniform-looking houses, generally owned by the local authority, the council, which you would rent. You would rent your home from the council. Council estate. Is is that like... um, Is that like for... like? Everybody does that, like middle class people do this, or is this like nope. projects, like poor people, or like right? What? No, I don't know what who lives in these. I don't know what projects are, right? And I've heard it oh. said so many places. Ah, projects. <laughs> like, I don't know what it means. I have no fucking clue what it means. <laughs> I'm asking you for clarification by ex- by asking if it's something right. that you've yeah. never <laughs> experienced. Yeah, yeah. Is it like that thing yeah. you have no idea? It could be. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 just like that. Generally, uh, working class housing. Generally, I grew up in a council estate. You know, loads of people I know grew up on a council estate. Uh, when you, you when you can't necessarily afford to buy your own home outright, you would live on a okay. council estate and rent your home from the council, and then maybe buy it from them at some point. Um, Got it. Okay. But, now I have a picture of where these things are driving. So further up south, my buddy Andy Rob always wondered. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, mate. I remember the video man also used to rent the special VHS tapes, and he's put a winky smiley there, and I don't know what he means. Mm. Is he talking about porn? Is he talking about fucking? That could be anything. Could be, it's it got to be porn. Come on. It could be snuff films for all I fucking know, mate. You could have had fucking anything. <laughs> really intense video. Um, <laughs> really happy to see the guy on a Thursday night. He also sold cigs, sweets, and juice. Now, uh, in that neck of the woods up north, any fizzy carbonated drink is called juice, right? So don't... Uh, you, this guy is not peddling kind of freshly squeezed fucking OJ. We're talking <laughs> slabs of Diet Coke, probably. Oh, see, you know, where I lived in Southern California, there would be, like, the, the Mexican fellas in a big truck selling you fruit and actual juice, like oh. fresh-pressed watermelon juice. No, very different setup. Not very that. different setup. Okay. Uh, uh, Lynn from Merth Tidville, Lynn J.O. I remember the video, man. Ours was also a bit of a Barry Norman. That's kind of like a British uh, Roger Ebert, I would say. Um, okay. And he would have his picks of the week. He didn't seem to care that he was encouraging 12-year-olds to watch The Burning or Class of 1984. 
a big <laughs> theme here is uh, the horror crew. We're all over the video, man. Um, Interesting. This one I love. Andrew Seddon. Yes, he had a red van <laughs> with his name. Oh, in is this place. the one with the name on it? <laughs> he had a red van with his name on the side. Which would be okay if his name wasn't <laughs> John <It's> Raper. So... <laughs> uh, John Raper, the fucking Raper mobile. Kids and a company would also enter Raper's van to buy sweets. The 80s was a different place. It really was. Um, I read that one out loud to my husband. I was like trying, uh, yes. trying to keep a straight face. The kids were going into the Raper van Yep, for um, the movies. My good friend Sam, my parents owned that van. So her mom and dad were obviously were the video crew. Uh, 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 so look, bottom line, right? The fucking video man was a thing everywhere in the UK. Was not an isolated thing. No, not at all. And um, here we go. Andrew Williams. Hi, mate. I was actually one of the video men. My brother-in-law had two video shops and one video van, and I used to work with him on the van. I love it. Part of my I network of friends was the video man. Fucking brilliant. Ah, now, in a callback to... My friend Joe, who responded on Twitter, uh, Richard Watts from Merthyr, I believe he also, the video man, I believe he also sold porn and dodgy pirate tapes. The worst being <laughs> Batman 89, right? Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to speculate here. I had a pirate okay. copy of Batman 89, right? Yes. My buddy Joe had a copy of Batman 89 and Richard Watts also a pirate copy of Batman 89. I'm going to go ahead and... I'm pretty confident that we were all watching the same generation of pirated copy of Batman 89 from the same camcorder source. I'm certain of it. And I love that. Was it like one of those things where someone took like a camcorder into the movie theater? It was 100% a cam, yes, on a a VHS. And I am, with the time and the locality here, because Joe was in Tradiga, I was in Tradiga, Richard Watts there in Merthyr or thereabouts, all of us watching a pirate copy of Batman 89. That Absolutely, definitely came from the same original film source, which I fucking Aww, love. I love that. That's kind of sweet. Very cool indeed. <laughs> That's delightful. I'm really glad you asked about that. It was so wild mine. to watch. I mean, it was like, I think I saw this show up maybe like 10 minutes after you'd asked, and there yep. were already like 35 comments on it. And yeah, 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 yeah. It's <laughs> just like, wow, okay. People want to talk about their video, man. Um. Maybe not a Netflix documentary, but I certainly think there's a low budget, low rent doc to be made about the video man. Let's make it. Jack of all graves presents. I would love to. I would fucking love to. Are you John Raper? (laughs) (laughs) Are you or have you ever been John Raper? Because if so, fuck me, man. Do we want to talk to you? Yeah. <laughs> it's happening. Hook us up, people. Hook Help us, us make our dock. It's a cultural exchange, Corrigan. Hmm. Indeed it is. Yeah, man. It is. As we've talked about so much, cultural exchange is so much of the basis of what we do here. Yeah. And so getting to, you know, watch, I mean, there were literally some <laughs> comments that I had no idea what <laughs> people were saying. It does occur to me. I was like, I understood three words in this. <laughs> does occur to me in this cultural exchange, it's pretty much, it's kind of one way. You're talking to me about distant civilizations. You're talking to me about, you know, people who've been maligned. Uh, and I'm talking to you about fucking John Raper and his red van from <laughs> from the council estates. Yeah, it's, all, uh, it's all the same. It's all yeah. 
it's all folk, you know? It's all it the is. folk. It and is. I enjoy it immensely. It's all humanity, isn't it? Yeah, and it's just cool to be able to sit there and watch this unfold. Yeah. Um, and all these people sort of bonding mm. over this shared experience of the video man. And, yes. And talking I, got, about, you know? I got responses in that Twitter thread from people I haven't fucking spoken to in, in the best part of a decade. I love so, yeah, oh, it. See? Yes beautiful Uh this is what i was i was going to say before and then i got distracted but you know the sucky thing about the fact that i've filtered myself out of the facebook uh algorithm Mm. by not using it for two years uh is that i used to love asking a question like that and seeing you know (laughs) 100 plus responses to something uh like that so i was it was fun to vicariously enjoy that i I think that's what that's what social media should be. Agreed. That is absolutely what social media should be. It should be sharing memories and experiences, social fucking media, as opposed to what it's become. Uh, well, and it's like, if you think about, like, I loved when Facebook shifted over to sort of its current mm. thing, but then it spiraled out of control. But when they shifted towards like timeline and things like that. And if you recall, when it first came out too, on the side yeah. of like a profile page, it would have like years yes. and you could click on it and see like your posts from those years or yes, your posts yes, from yes. like, and it would have months under that. And like this idea of preserving it as like an archi- archive of memories of mm. like almost your yearbook mm. of your entire life, like flipping through photo albums. And that always appealed to me. I mean, that's still the thing that I like, I will go on Facebook and I look at our group and yep. I look at, like, my memories from the day because it's, you know, I've been on there since 2005. There's all yeah, kinds yeah, yeah. of yeah, and stuff I've forgotten about, you know. Rather than like, I guess, that is cool. It is. It is. And the shift now is rather than offering you that archive for you to explore at choice, now every bastard day they're like, one fucking year ago, this is what you were doing, yeah. bitch. Look, 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 yeah. look. <laughs> they just <laughs> foisting your past at you rather than yeah. allowing you to gamble through it in a carefree kind of yeah. Which is like really fun when it's like some of these days I open it up and I'm like, oh, here's this post from when my dad died. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Things like that. And I'm like, come on, Mm. Facebook, figure your shit out. But like the idea of it being sort of a a preservation of memory and a way that we talk to each other about these kinds of things, I think was like why I liked it for a time. Yeah. And now that it's just like where you go for your friends' unhinged rants and conspiracy theories and you know yeah whatever buzzfeed quizzes it's not it's not fun for me a a phenomena and it is a peculiarly facebook phenomena which i cannot fucking wrap my head around right is Mm -hmm. uh a quote right Mm -hmm. seemingly written by any fucker about you know an inspirational or a motivational quote right but for some reason the quote will be accompanied by a picture of just like a random fucking celebrity who didn't right, say it. Yeah. That nothing, has like, nothing to do like with a picture of Robin Williams <laughs> with a quote. Uh, Morgan Freeman is often one as well. Morgan There'll Freeman's be just a, a picture one. of fucking Morgan Freeman with a quote about, you know, getting up for work in the morning is sometimes difficult, but you got to do it, haven't you? And there'll just yeah. be a picture of fucking <laughs> like, Michael J. Fox. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. I like the ones that people have made where it's just like, it's a picture like that. And it's like, if you, you know, uh, if you say something on the internet and put a picture of Abraham Lincoln under yes. it, it must be true, you know, yes. things like that. It's like, that is exactly it. And it's and just wild. to be clear, and everyone believes everything. I'm not talking about misattributed quotes here. I'm not saying right, like, yeah. 
people <laughs> just claiming just as a picture it's of just a famous a fucking person. picture of I don't know. But it's because it Big makes bird. the connection. It's the yeah. same thing as a misattri- misattributed quote. It mm. you know to the person looking at it, they're like, oh, Morgan Freeman said this. Like, no, well, Morgan Freeman somehow endorsed. Does does Morgan Freeman endorse this message? Does somebody run it by him? Yeah. <laughs> I would like to speak to Mr. Freeman and find out for myself. Are you Morgan yeah, Freeman? I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop doing that. I am gonna stop doing that. No, you're not. Nope. Uh but yeah, Facebook is a is a particular cesspool mm. that has very little Uh maybe there's it. mileage at some point in the future of us talking about the the eulogizing, the eulogy, the the kind of you know when you when you die you can hand custodianship of your Facebook page over to a loved one and it becomes a memorial, an online memorial. Yeah. I think that's very interesting. There's a, there's, there's, there's something there. Um, yeah. For another time. For another time, absolutely. Uh, but for this time, yeah. we have we have some news. <laughs> I'm delighted. <laughs> this, a little, to me, a news. Yeah, this ahead. feels like a milestone, uh, not just for Jack of All Graves, but for me personally. It really? just, it does. Right now, on sale on the internet are shirts and goods and stickers and a fucking mug and things from a a thing that I'm a part of and that I've co-created with you. And I fucking love it. I love it so much. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty cool neat. As fuck. We have merch now mm-hmm. uh, on Tee Public. You can get some sweet Jack of All Graves designs um, that and, were it, designed and they, by. And they do look great as well. They do look great as well. They Rich, do. Ben, take a bow, lads, because yeah. you 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 killed it. It's really fucking cool. Yeah, absolutely wonderful designs, including the Goblin Sharks uh-huh. uh, design that we posted many moons ago, like a month or two ago. Yep. You can now get that uh as a shirt and people are buying this stuff it's wild i'm looking at this it sends me an email every time people order something and i'm like you guys are buying things with us yeah on them i'd love to see pics when 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 the when the fucking mail comes when these things start arriving i would just ah man i would please show us yeah please that white that white logo shirt the white jack of all graves logo shirt is it is clean as fuck i i i'm very very keen to get one myself yeah, I'm super stoked on it. So thanks to everyone who has already purchased Jack of All Graves stuff. If you have not yet, mm. uh, you can get to it on our website at jackofallgraves.com. Just click, I think I put get merch or something like that on there. It's also on our link tree. Yeah. You can find it there. So uh, yeah, and on Tee Public, you can try searching for Jack of All Graves, but I think since the store is kind of new, uh, it might not come up as a result yet. One of the but... shirts is described as Jack of All Graveyards. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, I just did that because I was trying to, uh, I was trying to distinguish between the two versions of oh, the see. same thing. Got you. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, oh, we'll call this one the Jack of All Graveyards, and the other one the Jack of All Graves logo, just because I had to put separate names on them. Would we get in copyright shite if if we played a little bit of that Wild Hearts track on the show? We probably would. You're still we? thinking about that. Huh? I am because it's really good. It's on one of my playlists. It's a really fucking good track. If you can get me like an MP3 of it, yeah. You, if you Dropbox me it, I can put a little bit of it in. It shouldn't be an issue. Nobody came after us for putting the Alf theme tune in, did they? No, nobody has come for us over Alf, and I used it on YouTube too. So <laughs> yeah, 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 Fusco, you bitch. You ain't got nothing. At this... <laughs> 
at this point, usually it just like demonetizes stuff if you use things instead of like taking your shit down. So I'm okay. sure it's fine. Okay. Send it to me. I'll give it a go. Cool. Um, but yes, uh, we have merch, and what a milestone! We have merch. What a milestone yeah. for the cast and for us as people. Mm-hmm. Indeed, mm. agreed. So go and get your merch on T Public. There's a very real yeah. possibility, right, that one day you or I, probably more likely to be you, but you or I might encounter someone in the wild uh, wearing a Joag <laughs> shirt. Imagine that. Can you imagine? <laughs> I genuinely, I almost hope I don't because I don't know what the fuck I'd do. <laughs> I don't no, with f- me, I'd just like hide behind something. But, you know. <laughs> I would, I'd do the absolute opposite. I'd be like, ah! <laughs> That's me! I'm yeah. Jack of all graves! <laughs> just communicating in sounds. <laughs> yes uh so anyways that's a thing also um we've watched some stuff well you haven't really watched much we watched one thing together yeah we watched uh i, I don't know why i fixated on this being the week that i was finally gonna watch night of the creeps but i know especially because it was my turn yeah yeah it was it was um but for <laughs> some for some reason I, I, whether i saw somebody else watching it on twitter for some reason, I became painfully aware of the fact that I'd never seen Night of the Creeps. And I know that so many people love it and a lot of people bang on about it. Um, so I, 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 had to, I had to veto Corey's turn and go, can we watch Night of the Creeps? Yeah. Um, and we did. And I was very, very fucking glad we did because I can see why so yeah. many people love that film because it was a great laugh. Yeah, it's very much just like sort of a perfect uh satire played very straight yes of the 1980s you know with the sort of you know that nostalgia that normative nostalgia for the 1950s played Mm -hmm. out in it that was such a big part of the conservatism for of the 80s you know longing for those days while also having this like very distinctly uh reagan era suburb Mm. feel to it um and being very aware of horror tropes i mean it really it's playing with all these horror tropes but it plays it so seriously you could absolutely think that it is being sincere as you're watching it uh falls very much into that category which i'm uh, I'm sure it came from you some weeks back uh outlandish shit played entirely fucking earnestly yes you know Mm -hmm. everyone in that film is in that fucking film there isn't a wink or a nod, and no yeah. ironic detachment to be had. Everybody is in that piece of fucking art, and and it's all the better for it. Um, yeah, delight. Some really nice, uh, a some really nice exploding heads. Some really nice fucking yeah. crafted, uh, you know, prosthetics. Some really nice gore. Um, did you realize what Fred? That surprise I had about Fred Decker. Did you know that what he made? Like, what else he made or yeah. that he made this? So Fred Decker, obviously, <laughs> The Monster Squad. Obviously, Night of the Creeps. Less obviously, Robocop 3. What yeah. the <laughs> That was random. Yeah, I did not know that. Strange And he CD. didn't really, I mean, he didn't make a lot more, right? Like, that's, nope. it's like those three. Yep. Um, and pretty much that's it. Given my experience with Chuck Russell, I'm hesitant to go that that's where his career ended. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe we won't we won't say that. Maybe outright. I'll do a little bit but more I research. But I think when I looked looked him up, that I was yeah. like, oh, he really didn't do much besides those things. At least not as director. Yeah. Um, which uh, is, you know, the creative vision of the entire. I. Oh, uh, you don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> 
I shouldn't have brought it up. I'm sorry. I, you know, I'd forgotten. And you... Yeah, that was on me. I knew it. And yet... Let me pose a little question to the Joe Agaverse here, right? Um, <laughs> just so that I know I'm not going out of my fucking, off my box here. Who is ultimately, and I'm not going to get, I'm not going to give my thoughts. I'm not going to give my answer, but I'd love it if you've listened this far, just to pop a comment under this episode. Who is responsible ultimately for a film in the final analysis? When you have to, when, when you're telling somebody about a film or when you're describing a film and you have to attribute that film to someone, who is the person who is ultimately attributable to a film's title? When you think of the person who is ultimately responsible for a film, who is that person? And I'm going to leave it there. Leave it there and let you tell us. <laughs> uh, and there's a there's a reason for this but we'll we'll come back around to that mm. <laughs> next time it, it, um but yes i feel if we did explain i would come off as the dick here so let's just leave it there oh maybe um, i wouldn't I... maybe I've... i'm a fucking writer buddy yeah <laughs> we're going into the realms of just a, a, an in conversation now this means nothing yeah. to our listeners so let's this is play. i will edit it it's hey, fine you know, i'm a writer and uh uh, I also watched Mortal Kombat. Oh, you did? This okay. Week. Yeah, oh. I did. Which I thought was very fun. I feel like the reviews on this are very mixed. It seems like either you're like in or you're out. I don't look. I think everyone who is sitting down to watch Mortal Kombat this week is already predisposed to feel one way or the other about it. Nobody is casually coming to Mortal Kombat going, eh, "Oh, this, this was an interesting yeah, film." See what uh, that's about. Yeah, you're yeah. either coming to Mortal Kombat going, yeah, Mortal Kombat, yes, and you're going to love it, or you're coming to Mortal Kombat thinking, well, this is going to fucking, this is going to be balls, and you're going to get out of it what you walk in with it with. Uh, Dan, I know who was on our show last week. He has been absolutely looking forward to Mortal Kombat probably since childhood uh, and enjoyed the shit (laughs) Since the last Mortal Kombat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think? What were your thoughts? I thought it was really fun. I thought it was, you know, um, it had... (laughs) So, you know, when you're watching Godzilla versus Kong, how it's like you're watching it and you're like, yeah, this would be better if they did like less with the script and they just had more monsters. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We we talked about that. Dead and Lovely talked about that as well. Less story, more monsters. Like with Mortal Kombat, they have just enough story that you're like, okay, sure, I'll Mm. buy it. And then it's just like bonkers martial artsness. There's some like bananas gore. Good. in it which i was not expecting but if you've played any of the newer mortal Kombat games it's like the gore is like cranked to 11 in them so it makes perfect sense in that sense in um, terms of and it was just fun in terms of my beat em ups i'm a street fighter guy right i could never quite see i'm the total opposite i was never yeah never really played street I, fighter i could never quite get myself out of the muscle kind of you know quarter circle mm-hmm. for a fucking move quarter circle back circle circle um but what I am always, Mortal Kombat seems to have become like the beat em up version of Fortnite with the various licenses that they've managed to fold into the character roster. Mm. There have been some, I mean, Freddy is, is in there. You've had Robocop in oh. there. Um, there have been some insane additions to the Mortal Kombat roster. Do have a look. Um, yeah. Because I haven't, I the last time I played a Mortal Kombat game was like 2014 yeah. with Mac uh at his apartment so i don't really mac, yeah, have power rangers that. mac yes right on that um and if he listens 
I'd, I'd, I, I, I thought of him, right? My youngest, Ooh. Owen, is currently bang into Power Rangers. Which one is it? Ninja Steel, I want to say. Okay. I think it's Ninja Steel. Like, Ninja <laughs> Force, Power we'll Rangers, fucking Space yeah. Ninja Crew. And I... It's very engaging, right? It is very... You know, I've, okay. seen, I've sat next to him and watched a few of them. And, and it's just berserk. But the stories... And I can't believe I'm fucking saying this. The story is really good. Um, You've got one of the Power Rangers who's just been reunited with his brother. A couple of episodes later, it's not his brother. It's a cyborg posing as his brother. Um... <laughs> Uh, and you know they fight in space. Um, yeah, I'm quite into it. But uh, you know, but obviously I'm, I'm as as a, as a qualifier, I am watching it with a seven year old. Still, hey, listen, Mac has a podcast about this as a yep. 26 year old man or whatever. So, yep. hey, hmm. I I have no judgments for you enjoying the Power Rangers. I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> as is my brand. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Mortal Kombat, I watched Audition. I don't want to mm. talk about it. I did not like it. Did it you not? Boring. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, it was like very boring. And then it was supposed to be like, it was like, yeah, but when it gets hard, Joe Bob was doing it. It's like, oh, when it gets hard, it's going to get like real hard. And then I was like, this is actually like very tame. Is it just because like in 1990 or whatever hmm. it wasn't? I don't know. It just did it did nothing. Late nineties was when I would have seen it. Nineteen ninety nine, I think, is actually yeah. when it came out. Which uh, I thought it was much older than that. Rather than boring, I, th- I I I took away the dread. I I I remember it being just soaked in that fucking J yeah. horror dread, you know. <laughs> I think it could definitely. I can see how the dread would would work for me. I just kind of didn't care. Mm. Um, but you know, that's also part of watching. Like it was a live. A, you know, we're tweet alonging it with Scream and Chat. So, you know, uh, maybe if I had been more invested. We did start the new season of Creep Show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was enjoying it. I don't know that you were as in, but it was like uh, right what my brain needed. I just didn't expect Evil Dead 4. <laughs> I it was like it they was took fun. a fucking good run at it. They, I mean, yeah, the fact that Ted Raimi was in it in every sense. Mm-hmm. Ted Raimi is Ted Raimi. Yeah, I, when I saw that in the opening credits, I was like, "Sorry, did it just say Ted Raimi as Ted Raimi? What, it did. what are we getting here?" But that, you know, that gives it the authenticity. That gives it the you know he's he's obviously signed off on it. Fucking the original Henrietta. Um, but it, you know, you've got that meta textual fucking layer. Ted Raimi as Ted Raimi in an Evil Dead skit kind of scenario yeah yeah um, yeah an odd one much to to chew over there all it's made me hungry for though i mean i hope to christ it's still happening there's been nothing really that i've seen about evil dead rise over the past few months right i'd love to think it's still happening because i love love the idea of evil dead in a tower block fucking brr. i yeah. think that's a the banging concept and yeah yeah, it, yeah please i'd love some more to to hear some more of that yeah for sure. Yeah, no, mm. I enjoyed that. I thought it was really fun. The first two episodes we watched really brought me back to, I mean, A, like just creep show in general, but mm. B, like most of those sort of anthology horror shows that I watched when I was a kid, your Goosebumps, your Are Afraid of the Dark, your things yeah. like that, like really uh, felt in touch with the kind of stuff that I find is like comforting horror. Yeah. You know, where you just sit there and I'm like, this feels like, this feels cozy yes. to me. So yeah. I really enjoyed that about it. I think... 
that's what did, didn't quite land for me with it because the creep show and creep show 2 aren't they don't have that layer of fourth wall fucking winkery you know right they are again they they commit to the anthology bit they commit to the comic bit they're homely like you said very comforting very warm uh lovely lovely provincial kind of feel to them almost small town yeah, feel to them almost yeah. that's the stephen mm-hmm. king influence isn't it um yeah whereas this creep show is very much made for the shudder era sure um, yeah, I and I think the brand loses out a little bit from that. I think mm. maybe they could have just called it something different and gone with another wraparound, much like they did brilliantly with Mortuary Collection. True. Um, yeah, very true. Yeah. Creepshow should be a, m- a more sincere experience than that was, I think. Mm. Which I think the, the first season is more as well. Did you watch the first season of it? I did not. Yeah, it feels a little more like that, mm. um, like what you're you're talking about. This is, and I've only watched this first episode. I don't know what the rest of the season mm. is like, but yeah, but I, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. I think people, you know, it's a good use of a half hour of your time or whatever. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. Then I, I revisited Paranormal Activity because I hadn't watched it in a while. That was fun. Um, and I <laughs> and I watched uh, Come to Daddy, which was a. Oh, with Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that a great yeah. deal, as I recall. Yeah, it's, mm. it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good little movie. That's where I've been this week. My end of the day, just watching a few things and uh, yeah. Come to Daddy. I found it uh, very jarring, very difficult to get comfortable with. Lots of tonal kind of shifts. Yeah. So you're never quite comfortable like, with what you're watching. Yeah. When I see Elijah Wood is in a horror movie, I know it's going to be weird mm. and like. I like I don't know what to expect. I just know it's going to be yeah. a weird time, yeah. and that absolutely is. So you know him playing this kind of like pathetic hipster yeah. in it was kind of fun, and uh, takes a lot of twisty turny uh, things, and it's kind of like it's silly. Um, yeah, but it's the silly played sincere, you know. Yeah, uh, very self aware. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was a pretty fun one as well. Right, what did we watch? Let's re- recap those names. Um, oh, yep. We have watched Mortal Kombat. Mortal Audition. Kombat. Night of Come the Creeps. Come to Daddy. Night of the Creeps. Come to Daddy. Audition. Creep show. Yeah, man. Yeah, and these are all up on uh, the blog at jackofallgraves.com in case yes. you want to uh, revisit any of these. Very professional link that was, Corrigan. <laughs> I wish people could see like how like just the way oh yes hmm, good job like, settled very, back very like... professional ah if I had a pipe right now I'd go mm. <laughs> well thank you good sir mm. I appreciate your approval let's talk about theme parks do you like the theme parks Corey you do don't you I do I used to be I used to be more of a rides person and things like that when I was younger mm. uh not as much anymore i get like motion sick really easily and like every pressure causes me to black out after i threw up on a ride in japan and had to Mm. hold it in my mouth the entire time so i didn't puke on people below me did you swallow i realized maybe these are no i just held it (laughs) It did did what with it when you got off well then i spat it in the the garbage can but i was afraid if i swallowed it that i would just like puke some more yeah fair enough like that yeah (laughs) And I was like, it was one of those ones where you're like hanging up, like, oh, so you're like Jesus. horizontally hanging. 
So yeah. it was like I didn't really ha- like gravity was not working to like bring it back into my body. Uh, but yeah, that now usually I will still go to amusement parks, but I hold everybody's bags while they go on rides. I see. Uh, that's yeah. good though. You're 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 a great person to have at a theme park. Yeah, right. Like mm. I will wait in line with you. I will spend an hour and a half standing in line, and then I will hold your bag while you ride, oh. and I have no complaints about it. Wonderful. I mean, I <laughs> I, I recall some time ago you asked me uh, what would be like my dream day out or yeah. similar, you know. Mm-hmm. And my answer now is exactly the same as it was then. I would just just a fucking amazing theme park with the most shit your pan scary rides and a fat wadge of cash just to absolutely <laughs> drink colossal blue drinks. Um, yes, yeah. Uh, you know, eat sweet foods and hot dogs uh, and have no cues. Amusement parks just, have the best oh, food, man. Fucking hell. Just... I love I love a theme park. I love an amusement park. I love going on the shows. Um, I just love it. I, I absolutely love the entire atmosphere. Yeah, I, I had a, and, and it's a little different than a lot of theme parks, but I had Disneyland Pass for a decade. Mm. So, you know, I was going to Disneyland yep. for a while, at least once a week. And, yep. you know, just constantly going. It's like, you, it's a fun atmosphere. It's Everybody's just... having a good time. and uh, Yeah, and yeah, I, I, I Smells I get, like good things. <laughs> I get to do it vicariously. A couple of years ago, my family and I bought Merlin Passes. Merlin are the company which own, you know, some of the biggest theme parks in the UK. And we bought Merlin so Passes. So that'd be like Six Flags for... Yeah, yeah, same sort of thing. They own okay. Thorpe Park and Alton Towers and whatnot. Um, Alton Towers, by the way, everybody in Britain knows Alton Towers. Everybody in Britain has probably been. I'm pretty sure I've heard that come up like as a like as a joke thing in in yeah. TV shows and stuff. Yeah, so very, yeah, I'm very familiar probably. with it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, having having two kids and Merlin passes and loving theme parks, it's just a ticket to good times. You know, you get to see their faces and you get to. Um, did they Dump. like the scary rides and stuff like that? <laughs> You'll be shocked to hear. Peter doesn't. Owen does. Owen does. Um, yeah, go figure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> predictable, predictable. Yeah. Um, but I mean, from an early age, I remember when, you know, every year, do you guys have like county fairs that come into town every year? Yes. Yeah, and um, they come and they like set up their their rides and whatnot. You know, the carnies yes. set things up and right. Go okay, in I'm and... glad. I'm glad you said yeah. that because to us, yeah, we have to use your vernacular, county fairs. Um, but they're 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 seen as quite rough. You know, they're seen as quite fucking edgy from time to time. Um, <laughs> you know, the yeah. the the cliche is, you know, you fucking throw a dart at a card, take home a goldfish, the goldfish dies in a day or so. I don't think yep. they're allowed to do the goldfish. Oh yeah, the anymore. goldfish always has ick. Never take home the goldfish. Yes. Um, bears. But I don't think they're allowed to do the fish anymore. But yes, we have a similar setup here. Yes. Okay. They'll yeah, roll into every town. year. Mm. That would roll into town, the Franklin County Fair in Greenfield, Massachusetts. And it came around my birthday. So, of course, that's the thing that I I wanted to go and do. Mm. And it stressed my dad the fuck out. Oh, really? Uh, He, like, the idea that they are just, like, these people are just building these rides up from, like, a kit everywhere that they go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And setting it up. And then he's going to put his beloved children on those rides and let them, you know, go. Like, you could see he would be standing at the bottom of the ride or whatever, like watching just like yeah, deeply I mean, stressed out. 
this is I have physically with my own eyes seen, you know, these rides are built up on like breeze blocks on bricks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're balancing on fucking bricks. You've got the fucking permi perma present guy hanging off the back of the Dodgem car with a fucking rolly sticking out yep. of his mouth. It's yeah. it's not your polished it's not Alton Towers, mate. Let's fucking put it like that. <laughs> it's definitely not Disneyland. That's no, sir. For sure. But even stuff like, I mean, Six Flags was like a no-go. It was, now it's Six Flags. It was called Riverside when I was a kid, and then Six Flags, Flags bought it. But that was more of like your legit operation. But still, you know, it stressed my, stressed my dad out. And with good reason, when you start to hear the stories that come out of, like, amusement parks and the terrible things that can yes. happen yes when things go wrong at an amusement park i mean have you ever have you ever had like right you know gotten stuck on a ride yes. or anything like that so this is oh fucking hell have i uh everything i'm about to tell you here is true right and my fucking my brother-in-law will corroborate every single word of this because <laughs> he was fucking sat next to me um I we were at one of two parks. I can't quite remember the park. It was either Chessington World of Adventures, right? Everyone's been to Chessie. Everybody knows Chessington World of Adventures. It might okay. have been Thorpe Park. And we were on a ride. And I, I'm sure this has happened to everyone, right? You'll be on a ride or on a Ferris wheel or whatever. And suddenly, for fucking no reason that you can discern, it'll just stop dead, right? right. Leaving you kind of um, stranded for a few minutes. Now, this was one of those... This was one of those kind of legs dangly kind of rides, right? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, you sit on the chair and the, you know, the harness comes down over you and then the bottom drops away and your your legs are left dangling. So we complete like one circuit of the ride or whatever. And then, oh, we fucking stuck. We're frozen for whatever reason. And a minute turns into two, turns into five. And we look at one another. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) This is fucking mad. And we, we crane our necks over the side, right? And... From our vantage point, we have a perfect line of sight, right? A perfect view down into the booth, into the kiosk with all the controls in, right? <laughs> and what do you not want to see? We we saw what, what I can only describe as a couple of fucking children, right? In uniform, yep. in the theme park uniform, leafing panically through like a <laughs> laminated instruction book. <laughs> Just like straight out of a cartoon, uh, just yeah, like, yeah. Whoop, whoop, whoop. and one of them is pointing <laughs> to the book, going, and they're shr- uh. <laughs> like, what the fuck? No. Um, and they eventually like press a, a combination of buttons and and we we were back into action. Um, so yeah, uh, that was horrible. Yeah. That was absolutely fucking awful. See, what about this you? Is what about one you? Of the things. Well, I, I've been stuck a few times. I want to, on that note, just because this one makes me think of an incident from here. Hmm. Because that's like, that is ultimately what I think of when I think of going to even the legit places like yeah. your Six Flags and stuff. It's always like teenagers yeah. who are running these things. Yes. It's their first job or whatever. It's never, you know, there's not an engineer who is running these these rides. And there was an incident here that like has always haunted me. Um, have you ever been on, I mean, I'm sure you've been on this. That's a silly question, but you know, those rides that like, they're like towers. And so they bring you up and then they drop oh, you, you know, and mwah. your stomach just kind of falls out. 
when you're in it. Uh, like the Tower of Terror in Disneyland Paris. We went Except on. Tower of Terror is like a baby version, you know? Like, that's not mm. that scary. But like but the yes, ones that I are know. like outside on the big, and yeah. And your guts rise up into your throat. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Exactly. You leave your stomach right at the top of the ride. Um, yes. Those are, they're terrifying to me. They always have been. I, I, this is a thing that I've figured out as I've gotten older, or maybe it's just gotten worse. Like I'm mm. too scared of them. And okay. so it's not as, it's not fun. Afterwards, I'm like, uh, I figured this out on um, at Universal Studios. I'd always ride the Jurassic Park ride. Okay. And I was realized I was just riding it because I love Jurassic Park. But afterwards, I would be shaking for like <laughs> 25 minutes. And I'm like, why do I keep doing this to myself? So those drop rides are like, every time I get the, on them, I get to the top and I'm like, I regret this. What was I thinking? Yeah. So there have been several accidents that involve these drop rides. But the one that always gets me came out of Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and this was in, I think, 2007. Uh, when this happened and this girl whose name was Caitlin Lassiter was at Six Flags Kentucky Kingdom and she had just ridden she and her friends had just ridden this drop ride uh, once and then there wasn't much of a line so they decided to go on it again Um, and so they get on and she's sitting on like the outside of this and as it pulls to the top she said she heard like some sort of noise and sounded kind of like a whipping sound um and then all of a sudden these cables are like in her lap oh uh, no and so like at first like you know kind of like slices her face and then she's got all these cables in her lap and she's like what is happening here and she said she could smell burning uh and so she and her friends are like screaming stop the ride stop the ride stop the ride but the person who is in the box either doesn't hear them or doesn't see what happened or whatever the case may be mm. doesn't stop the ride So these cables wrap around this girl's legs. The ride drops, severs her feet clean off. Just straight up. Like one of them, they said it was such a clean cut, it was like a guillotine took it off. Wowie. Yeah. She gets to the bottom of this ride and like hasn't sunk in yet. She said she looked at her friends and like to make sure they were okay. Mm. And like they're looking at her like, oh my God. And then she looked down and was like, I have no feet uh <sighs> and they were only able to uh put one of them back on the other one didn't have enough of like you know you have to get like the blood supply that would run to yeah yeah, yeah. Legs. so they had to amputate part of her leg um as well she's 13 years old there's a fucking theme right there i mean i yeah. i spoke about alton towers earlier on right yeah and everyone in britain who is listening to this knows exactly where this is going mm. alton towers is home to what is my favorite roller coaster in the world, right? I fucking okay. love the Smiler, right? Smiler? The Smiler. It is. Okay. It's 40 odd seconds of absolute fucking mayhem, right? The Smiler <laughs> is so great. You are fucking upside down. Huge. One of my favorite things in a roller coaster is a long kind of swoop, right? Like, almost as though you're kind of flying or plummeting or whatever. The Smiler has all that. It's got fucking flashing lights, it's got dark bits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where he plunges you into darkness. The Smiler is fucking brilliant. Uh, not so much. June the 2nd, 2015. Right? Okay. Um, 
a combination of things took place on the Smiler that day. The park was packed. Alton Towers was absolutely fucking rammed. And it was also windy as shit, right? We're talking absolutely okay. incredible winds. Um, mm -hmm. They uh, accounts say that the, the, uh, there were some problems with the ride. So technicians put a test car on, right? To kind of check yeah. it out, to send out a test car on its own to check uh, the ride. And unbeknownst to some of the team, they'd also added an extra car to the ride itself to take up some of the extra uh, guests, extra visitors that were there because it was so goddamn busy. Um, okay. Whether the left hand didn't talk to the right hand, somebody didn't know that there was an extra car on. The test car got stuck. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the main train was one car longer than it should have been leading to an absolute fucking barreling into the test car, smashed oh. into the test car. And again, much like the ride I got stuck on, it's a legs hanging down ride. Uh, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Two girls in that front car had their leg amputated. Two girls lost oh, a leg each. Oh, my God. Yep. Oh, that's horrible. Yes. And that ride was, that, that, that story was absolutely massive, massive news uh, in the UK. Um... I think I'm right in saying that the owners of Alton Towers paid something like five million in damages. Yeah. I want to say, um, but yeah, two girls on the front in the front of that car lost a leg each on the Smiler that day. Uh, that but, is, I mean, ooh, it, that's it, rough because you always want to be in the front of the ride. I learned the hard way once when on Splash Mountain they used to have like a little, like ornamental thing in the front of that mm. and i went down and leaned forward and smashed my face on it came Ooh, out jesus bloody nosed <laughs> the front is not always the best place to be no certainly not certainly not out. um the smiler closed for a bit smiler's back open and i've been to alton towers a couple of times since that incident and it's still the first place i go i run to the smiler <laughs> when alton towers opens and i always try to get does the it... front yeah i was gonna say does it like make it even more of like a yes. like do you kind of the answer is yes now that you're the like there's a heightened yeah. danger i might have called it the legs cut off right a couple of times let's go on the legs cut off right i'm ah. sure yeah what is it about this proximity to death that brings you to the amusement park like this so would you like some statistics yes please uh according to let me just get these lads up in front of me here. Here we go. According to the International Association of Amusement Parks, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the odds of sustaining an injury at a theme park is one in nine million. Okay. The odds of actually being injured on a ride go down to one in 24 million. Wait, the odds of being injured? What does it mean being injured in the first statistic? Because I've seen many injuries at theme parks that seems completely wrong well yeah i mean well ask <laughs> those two girls who are now you know monopeds after their fucking yeah. go in the smiler you know yeah um or i just you know even the idea of like people walking around and like injuring themselves there's tons of them every day at disneyland yeah yes indeed the, well <laughs> so yeah. i don't trust this statistic because i don't know what it means <laughs> that's a really good shout i mean when you compare that, I mean, in the UK, the odds of winning the lottery are one in 45 million. Hmm. So okay. you're more unlikely to happen. likely. No, you're more likely to be injured on a ride in the UK than you are to win the lottery, right? That's true. Yeah. And just like when you buy a lottery ticket, I mean, I very rarely buy a lottery ticket. But when I do, what I think is, well, somebody's got to win. Yeah. 
right? Well, exactly. Like, you know, somebody's going to be the person who gets injured. And I don't know how many millions of people go to an yep. amusement park in a year anyway. But that's what it is. It's, cal- it's calculated, minute, tiny. It's like homeopathic risk, I guess. It's but like a... for you, though, I feel like, like what I'm asking here, mm. and we'll get back to talking about a few more incidents after this, but what mm. I'm asking here is there is something that brings you specifically to the amusement park and to yeah. things like the scarier, the better. Yeah. Uh, Whereas for me, I'm like, I figured out I'm too scared. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> um, it goes back to something I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure I said in one of our earlier episodes. Hmm. Um, I don't want to go to the grave without having it wrung every kind of sensation I can out of my flesh, out of my meat, you know? Sure. Um, and I enjoy I enjoy that that long plummet. I enjoy that descent into darkness because you can't get that anywhere else. Aside yeah, from, no, I don't know, not. base jumping or whatever. I'm sure as fuck not going to do that. Um, no. Yeah, it's, it's a nice, accessible hit of adrenaline and terror uh and speed and kind of uh you know there's 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 very little else that makes you just reflexively scream you know <laughs> right uh and i enjoy i enjoy that it's a sensation Except that i can't me, get anywhere. like everything else i giggle <laughs> i don't scream when yes. i'm on uh roller coasters which my friend kent always loved that he'd love to ride things with me and just listen to me get more and more nervous and just giggle more mm. it's harder and harder giggling yes. <laughs> as i freak out mm. uh yeah, it's it's just interesting to me because I, you, you know, I guess at one point, I don't know, it's hard for me to name what I, I think I like a smooth ride. I like just like going fast, I like wind on my face, things like that. Like you yeah. can put me on Space Mountain all day and I'm happy yeah. as can be. Uh, but the ones that, and maybe it's also just because I get sick on things, but mm. yeah, I don't know. It just, it doesn't appeal to me don't get to me wrong. be I, like viscerally afraid. I enjoy you know, a nice chilled out fucking spin on the teacups yeah. as well. You know, da, 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 <laughs> this is fun. But no, yeah. I... And you want that with Smiler work. in particular, in the same way as... Uh, in the same way as you can do like murder tours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, if I do get to the front, I kind of say to myself, oh, was this, was this is the Is this the seat? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I I get that I do you know as creepy as that is now I have on multiple occasions gotten stuck in Disneyland rides uh, including once uh, getting stuck on Splash Mountain um, right before one of the like small drops and the weird thing about it was that like eventually after you've been on it for like 15 minutes and it stopped they just turn the music off mm. but the animatronics keep going so it's just oh, like next to these like moving little Silently. animatronics that would normally be singing zippity doodah and all you hear is kind of the like click clacking of their like Yikes. little mouths and their like <laughs> limbs and whatnot which was really horrifying it yeah, was like yeah. when the music was playing i was like if i hear zippity doodah one more time i'm going to like throw something That's... and then when it stopped playing i was like actually this is worse yeah this is worse a, than that. It's a magic killer hey. right there. Yeah. I also got stuck on Indiana Jones, which was a great experience because I was in a car full of people who are all like mm. my age. Uh, and someone got out their phone and started playing music. And we had a little like dance party. Oh, and, nice. Like, it was really Bringing people together. Yeah. But Disneyland has some like some deaths uh, that have happened in the park. And for the most part, they have been the fault of the person who died. Uh, okay, you know, okay. lots of grad night incidents uh, where, you know, people 
did things like trying to jump from car to car on the paper Ugh. mover and things like that, you know, and then felt there's many Disneyland deaths involve people getting dragged by monorails, oh. dragged by oh. people movers, things like that, which is just, is it's a horrific image to think about. There's no this way to go out. Multiple things. No, there have only been three deaths at Disneyland that were not the fault of the people who um, were involved. One of which was on the sailing ship Columbia, where um, this, like, something in the rigging came loose mm. um, and, like, basically swung and hit this couple that were waiting in line and I think one of the cast members as well. Um, and the man died a couple days later. Um, another one was... Uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, like one of the cars, something like malfunctioned on it and caused someone to get like hit in the chest with something while riding it and they died. The worst one happened on an attraction called America Sings. Um, So the ride that I'm used to that this or the attraction that I'm used to, this was called Interventions by the time I was going there. And it's basically this big um, circular building, right? And it's got an outer wall and an inner wall and the outer wall like rotates or I guess the inner wall. Either way, it's like a moving thing. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. So when you're in it, it makes it so that I guess, so the inner part is like a platform that circles. And when you're inside of it, it makes it so that you kind of go into this. It became the carousel of progress later on. And you get to see stuff on the inside of this by like moving along in this ride. Um, But so when it was America sings, it had like just opened up. Um, and there was this girl named Deborah Stone who had just started working it. I mean, like, we're talking like literally this is like within a week or a few weeks of this ride opening up for the first time. Mm. Um, and she was a host, which meant she kind of just like stood and like, you know, gave people their little speed, gave people their little spiel before they went into the ride. Mm -hmm. And I guess on the ride that had been on there before the carousel of progress the host had started on like the right side of this so you know this thing moved and they waved everybody along now it's on the left side which is closer to where this wall actually is and where this platform is that's moving and so she had you know led these people um into the ride and then somehow ended up between the moving wall and the stationary wall and was crushed to death between the walls of this ride. And like, she was found because people could hear her screams from inside of this wall, uh, but they weren't able to get to her in time to save her life. And that is the most nightmarish thing. I mean, all these people being dragged on tracks and getting hit Mm -hmm. by stuff, like, yeah, that's horrifying. But being slowly crushed to death by the yes. walls of this attraction? Yes. That's a topper for me. That is a topper. Yeah. Um. It, it, yeah, it's the, it's the, she would have seen it coming. You know, she would have been able mm-hmm. to have fucking watched it happening. Right. Horrible. Yeah, exactly. That's, it's like, you know, someone like dying instantly or things like that. It's sad and yeah, terrible, yeah. but you're like, okay, but like, ugh, just sounds slow yeah and painful and horrible for everyone in the vicinity well yeah i mean the, the most recent example of, of something very similar and and drawn out and publicly visible and possibly even more traumatic for it being a child um in a a, a local a british theme park called drayton manor park which everybody has been to drayton manor park school trips 
family trips, everybody knows of Drayton Manor Park. Uh, and in really recently, in 2017, a, a schoolgirl of 11. You know the kind of the rapids rides where you've got the fucking tube and you sit in the tube? Oh, yeah, those are my rapids. favorite. There you go, there you go. I love those um, A schoolgirl by the name of Eva Janath uh, stood up to try and switch seats, oh, no. was thrown from the ride and landed in, in water just up to her uh, waist, um, did her best to, to kind of wade in while screaming for help to her friends and was sucked under into the mechanism... <gasps> Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Died after being sucked underwater. Uh, Post-mortem uh, cited kind of blunt force trauma to her chest from being dragged oh. down. Uh, yeah. It, on a school trip, man. In, in, on a school trip. Yes. In front of Jeez all of her Louise. classmates. I, think that, I mean, so, something like that happened with like a kid who was ejected. For, and I think his dad was like a congressman or something like that. But where a kid like straight up ejected out of the ride. And I think he was with his school or with classmates or something of that nature as well. Just like imagining these kinds of things happening before everyone's eyes. Yeah, is like... this is it, isn't it? Visible. Just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like when you think about these kinds of things that happen at amusement parks, like there is there are people there there are people who you know see it there's people who probably could stop it there are all mm. these kinds of people yeah. who are involved but there's a lot of just like a spectacle yeah element of anything like this happening that is that adds an extra layer of trauma to already the like someone having something terrible happen to them and it feels when you think of it and now now that i come to think of it the potential for death the potential for serious injury the your safety in situations like that your safety on those rides doesn't just depend on one person there's a chain of fucking people right at various you know intersections in the experience you got the the you know the people responsible for the mechanism the technicians the electricians the people running the ride the people who are who are, you know who, who uh, thrash out policy and process all of those people are involved in making that a safe place and the smiler yeah. incident was a response, you know, was a was an outcome of a breakdown in communication because the park was so busy, mm -hmm. the weather was so fucked, right. the ride was faulty, there were so many people, there was an extra car. The communication broke down yeah. and the result was fucking tragedy, you know, life-changing, life-altering injuries uh, yeah. because of that breakdown in that, that, that you know, the, the, the chain, the command. Yeah, I think that's kind of what is... It almost is what makes it that much scarier because yes. of the randomness of it. Like you can tell me one in yes. eight bajillion people get injured or something like that. But it is that it's these little tiny final destination-esque tweaks yep. along the way that like just some little combination of things that leads to something catastrophic. Because that's also it. It's like... You know, most of the time something breaks down and yep. it's like you sitting on that ride looking down at those kids or me sitting next to animatronics that are making annoying noises yep. 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 and it's no big deal. But when it goes wrong, it goes so, so yes. wrong. Uh, and, you know, for me, as I've talked about many times in our Joag therapy here, control mm. is a major part of my, mm. you know, my personality, liking to be in control of things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a thing that, like, in a sense, maybe part of what attracted to me, attracted me to this stuff when I was younger was this kind of like, this is a moment where I'm letting myself in a controlled way not be in control. Yes. But now I just feel like that stresses me out. Like, I don't, 
I don't want to put my life in the hands of these kids anymore. Mm. Now I'm my dad standing at the bottom of this going, this makes no sense. Why would I do that? You have to wonder, and I keep I keep coming back to that case of the smiler because it feels like a perfect example of what I'm of, of where my thoughts are with this. The people behind designing the policies and the processes that those rides have to go through in order to function, under what variables are those processes tested? Right. You know, because it became it's clear to me that reading the account of that incident, with the overcrowding and the weather, that that machine wasn't built with those variables in mind right you know so -hmm. when you continue to run a system as complicated as that with so many different points of failure yeah uh if you're subjecting it to those pressures that it wasn't designed for that's when the odds it feels like increase a little bit that something awful is gonna happen so yeah if i am gonna go to a theme park and i am because i fucking love them right I'm not going to go or I'm not I'm less likely to go if it's if it's if it's an out of the ordinary kind of a right. situation, you know, if if it is fucking horrific weather or, or yeah. if it is super packed post covid. Right. I don't plan on visiting a theme park for a long fucking time right? Um, until it dies the fuck down until things reassert themselves, uh, you know, whatever normality looks like. Yeah, that seems that's probably wise mm. you know but we, we you know everything's a calculated risk that we do in day-to-day life uh and most of the time these things don't happen to people but it's still enough to sort of well seed it in my mind you know? hence hence my lottery analogy earlier right whenever i buy a ticket yeah. i think hey someone's gotta win yes someone's gotta be that person when you queue up for a ride <laughs> maybe you should think hey, hey someone's gotta die yeah, someone's got to be the one that something terrible happens to. Might be me. And that's why I'll be holding your bags. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, well, Mark. Well, Corrigan. Another Joe Agus pass. Uh, no, I, th- I think we should just stop it there, right? Well, Corrigan. And then just fucking oh. stop the episode. Just get people going, huh? Fucking... <laughs> Have I lost signal or something? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. I enjoyed that discussion. I always do. I hope, you know, I, I, I'm shit at endings, man. I can't do the endings at all. <laughs> we should write endings beforehand so that we don't end up like this. But, ah. You know. Yes. But our haphazard endings are, are part of the part of the brand. charm of this podcast, I think. Yes, sir. If people make it this far, they're just waiting to see what weird thing you will do or say. Mm. And I, I, I feel that the pressure of that, I feel the pressure of that acutely. Uh, and <laughs> it leads to me kind of clamming up and not being able to do anything. Yeah, so, well, look what you've done to Mark. Yeah, ruined me. This fucking podcast has broken me. I used to be able to <laughs> improvise and fucking wing and riff, and I can't do any of that now. None of it. Yep. So, with that, this is the last Jack of All Graves, and you're never coming back so that Mark can get nope. his wit back. Yeah. It's uh-huh. been real. Go buy merch. Yep. Love ya. <laughs>